We're back. Another week, another episode, another opportunity to kick it with you guys. What's going on, guys? Oops. My finger slipped. What song is that? That is a freeze tag, but it's um, it came it came out. Uh, maybe like at the beginning of the year this year it's a jazz record with um robert glasper terrace martin ninth wonder and kamasi washington robert glasper is amazing grammy nominated jazz musician i saw him in person i think don't lie to me when he came to toronto probably like four Crystal, years ago i'd actually like Make sure you're telling me the truth when you say this. It was this. like four years ago. That was the first time I heard of him. I went with um, I went with like Otis. I think Otis was there. Otis, Jonathan, Gatteratzi. You met Robert Glasper. No, no, I seen him in person. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. Nah, so I was about to say, you shook hands with. Great. You didn't get a picture or anything. You just you just saw him. We just saw him. He ha- it was like a concert or something. It was like okay. an outdoor. Man. I jazz mi- concert I, or something i missed all of the great concerts before COVID did and that was the first time i've heard of him and i was blown away from that point on i was like wow this man is really talented there's a bunch of shows that i wish i would have attended before COVID hit i remember when um pj morton came to toronto apparently i didn't get to see that yeba came to toronto yeba um, is another amazing <sighs> I just missed all. I just missed all the great shows, man. And she and is now so good. Know. Oh, she's amazing. She's she's nominated for a Grammy too this this year. I'm not surprised. She is absolutely amazing. About time, and I, I think it's for like it's for a project of her own because normally she, she would be nominated for stuff that she would like feature on, but not for like her own work. But I'm glad it's for something that she like wrote this I time. I heard of her for the first time a couple months ago. I saw a video of her. She was singing something live. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot what it's called. It's something like "You Are Always on My Mind" or something. Okay. I don't know. It was. I was just like, I when I heard that song for the first time, it almost had the same effect on me as when I heard um, um, Billie Eilish when the party ends for the first time. Have you heard that song? I have. When and I heard that song for the first time, I actually it was on the radio. I was driving to actually. I was actually driving to a, a shoot, and okay. I heard it on the radio. And I actually had to pull my car over <laughs> so I can <laughs> make sure I get my um, Shazam. Shazam. Oh, okay. Because I was like, oh, hold on, I thought hold you were on. getting emotional. That would have been a better story. I was like, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I was getting emotional. I was like, hold on, hold on. It's a very emotional song. Hold on, yeah. who is this? Who is this? Yeah. What song is this? I had to pull my car over. To figure out who this person was. I was so blown away. Billie Eilish for me is, I mean, I remember exactly where I was when I heard that song where the party ends. I was in, I was at Humber North. I think I was walking to like my, my day job at the time from like Tim Hortons or something. And it like, it just came on my phone and I was like, this is a this is a really like nice song. How and did it just come on your phone? I think it was just like on like um I think I had put it on like a station or something like that where it just like gave me automatic tracks from like 
suggested tracks from like a song that I was previously listening to. Okay. I just didn't have the energy to just be choosing songs all the time. And it, they, they recommended that song to me. And I was just like, huh, this is a really, really heartfelt song. And from then on, I was just like, who's this? Maybe I'll give Billie Eilish a chance a bit. Granted, I didn't listen to like, I haven't listened to a full project by her, but she's really talented. Her and her brother write most of her songs. Um, she's very talented and her visuals, she's very unique with her visuals and just the way she presents herself. Enough people are calling her a, a, a demon gal and everything. Really? There's one one video where it's just like... Well, when the party ends, the video is pretty dark. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think she's in that that echelon of, of white artists that, I mean, black people just like undeniably like. like yeah. They give them the pass all the they give them the pass all the time. Maybe she's she's crept it she's crept into there. She's in the good graces for now until she does something stupid. Like yeah, because she's just chill. She's young. She's super talented. Like she's I feel 18. like she's yeah, and she has and she's gorgeous. She's actually like a gorgeous girl, but she doesn't flaunt her gorgeousness you know what i'm saying she doesn't do it by like wearing tight clothes or mm. anything like that she's just naturally people have been coming looking. for her actually like people won't leave her alone they're talking about her body and all that stuff and saying that she they, there was rumors saying that she was pregnant rumors that say she was like drinking a lot because she has what because she's not a size double zero like i don't understand i mean you know the internet is ruthless but i mean because like you said like billy eilish wasn't necessarily one to show like her body it, like her clothes are always baggy and stuff yeah. like that and so when they saw her and all like on the internet and like a crop top in like a hundred and something degree weather they were just like oh look billy eilish oh why does she look like that and she's like i always look like this you exactly. just guys just didn't see so you know but as of right now, Billie Eilish is cool in my. I saw her Vanity Fair interview um, that they do every year, mm. um, like a time capsule, uh, and she's really good at that. Like within like the first hour, it had over like two hundred thousand views. So yeah, people re people really like her, and she's really talented. So hope she goes far. And she, and her hairstyle is unique. I never really seen anyone with like green roots or uh, any different color color roots. I mean. I can think of a few people that kind of paved the way for Billie Eilish to be who she is in the industry today. Style-wise? Yeah, big example, Avril Lavigne. But Avril Lavigne didn't have colored roots. I'm talking specifically about the colored roots thing. Yeah, she, she had colored hair, though. But colored roots? It's not the same thing. No, <laughs> I'm talking about specifically coloring your roots. But I mean, just like she, Avril in, encapsulated that whole, like, a punk grunge girl look before anybody really like she stamped that and Billie Eilish is now running with that respectively because Avril's not in that spotlight anymore but like I mean yeah and Avril Lavigne's also another really really good legend legend black people undeni undeniably love her songs you can't you, you, come on can't we, fight we it. grew up on them can't fight he it. was a skater boy she said to your little boy <laughs> he wasn't good enough for her <laughs> i'm actually dying that she <laughs> know that word for word why wouldn't i, I grew up on um, it. any song i grew up on i it's like etched into my brain what I is remember it. what what is one like 
do you have like your one like white white song that you just like every time it comes on you just like inject this into my veins in one white song no i have a few white songs hold on but I, not not a one white song no I'm i don't a, think so i'm a fine i'm a fine this is my go to by when my fit here well, there it is my my go to caucasian song you guys know it. it killed the radio in its heyday one one second here we go oops <laughs> stupid scream mary here we go you know this i know this song but like how this is your go-to white song this is a beautiful song maroon 5 were was in their bag when they when they put this one out and back when we had the old the old radio stations 97.3 toronto's easy rock yeah 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 this had it the radio on a chokehold mtv and all them all them ting man this was this was the song man simpler simpler times but yeah i don't i don't think i have a go-to white people song because i actually love a lot of white people song but i was obsessed i still kind of well i'm not obsessed but i was obsessed at one point with lincoln park i love them evanescence don't get me started yo we will we'll be here all down all day if we go down that rabbit hole evanescence yeah like there's a few there's a few like eh, you know i feel white people can be in their bag when when i feel like they were more in their bag I earlier feel- 2000s i don't i mean i don't really listen to them now i feel like a lot of the mainstream white people white artists now are just kind of trying to replicate what black artists do mm-hmm. um but i feel like earlier 2000s they yeah. were actually distinct my sentiments exactly actually i feel like that that era where it was just like i i was talking to someone about that it was just like that that early mid 2000s period where like pu- like punk rock and rock and pop was like at its peak yeah yeah we were you, you couldn't turn on the radio without hearing like a uh, green day and finger 11 and, yeah. and nickelback and all and i i I think it's safe to say that almost every black person has had a phase, like a a, a white music phase or like oh, a, yeah. a, a a a rock phase. Like I I remember like my my YouTube search history was filled with Metro City and Owl City and Maroon Five. Oh yeah, I'm just like who who was I? Exactly, <laughs> especially like as a girl, like you know we love the Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, Hanson Brothers. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I didn't. I, 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 tell me, describe the hype with the Backstreet Boys and, and like I said, guys. as a girl. Okay, you, you big, very good point. <laughs> <laughs> should have listened. Yeah, you should have listened. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Well, we're back for another episode. Sorry, guys, we didn't give you a, a proper intro, but welcome back to the Kickoff Podcast. We definitely did give. Did an we intro. really? Yeah, we did. You're tired. You just. Need to sleep. Which leads to the on my heart segment. <laughs> it's just been man, I I couldn't. If you were to ask me to pinpoint like just like one thing this week, it it's been s- such a tumultuous week, just like on all sides. Not even in just like my personal life, but just in just general pop culture and media. Just, I just what's going what's going on, man. 
I, I don't just know. don't know. But you had someone knock at your door just now. What? There's someone at your door. I'm going to get the blicky. Hold up. I don't know. But while he's checking that out, um, on my heart, what has been on my heart this week, um, just, you know, the fact that I feel like I've been living in somewhat of a twilight zone um in terms like and I I tweeted about this like a Christian twilight zone just some of the stuff that I've been seeing um on the internet and just like the responses to stuff that I've been seeing and I guess we'll get more into detail with when we talk about our next topic but I don't know like I just this this week has been a weird week like a lot of things have been coming out and especially when it comes to like like I said um Christianity I just feel like I've been living in a Christian twilight zone like the way Christian Christianity should be I feel like it's morphing (sighs) before my eyes like just certain things that I see are being celebrated or things that I see people are like in getting into that clean I I don't know I just been like it's just been very interesting just to see <sighs> man yeah so we uh we got to have a conversation <laughs> yeah I'm going to sp- I'm going to talk very briefly about it because first of all I've already like sp- already spent like literally so many hours talking to people about this on man. separate chats and mm. I've, I'm almost like spent talking about it. Mm-hmm. I feel like this. I I feel the same way. Um, and just just to let you guys know, like the Kick Up Podcast, we're not like we we don't endorse like necessarily like spilling tea on people. Like we're we're not a gossip podcast. So we w- when issues arise when this arose, I DM'd you right away. Yeah. Uh, because at that point. I this was like the the trending topic yeah like, you know and you know it was a it was a touchy topic as well because it didn't just concern us at this point you know it it um it was just it was just really sensitive and so um I asked you if we if if you felt comfortable or if we if you think we should proceed and you know, we decided to, and we decided to just. We actually didn't, but I saw it on the docket, and I was just like, "Okay, whatever, it's but, there." <laughs> but we did this. But we just decided, like, we weren't going to attack it as, 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 as hard or as forthcoming as as we would have um, in terms of names and stuff like that. We'd leave that up to up to people. But I found like this was a necessary conversation, not because of. Um, not just because of just the shock factor of what happened. So if you don't guys don't know what happened, um, recently there was a um, a, a controversy that um, took the entire I guess gospel music industry slash church um, scene slash just generic Christian Christianity field realm um, by complete surprise um there was a video that surfaced of a um a well-known um male gospel vocalist um who will not be named uh, for the duration of this podcast <laughs> yeah um and he was seen 
um in a in a private video may may i add um uh, private meaning like it was shared to his like his close friends okay so um it was initially shared to a select few of people that he selected on his close friends on instagram and one of those people thought that it would be interesting to share that video um onto public instagram um of this of said individual and his alleged uh boyfriend yeah um kissing on camera um the video states that they were at the church that um said gentleman um is hired at as a worship leader and um oh uh, this that, that video happened at the church uh, that's what apparently it said oh, the, wow. the, the caption under it before it got taken down um and that caught me by surprise too because i, I, did I not even, know that i even went back on the page um that it was posted on and it was taken down um, but yeah, th- it was just a, a big shock, um, around just around the gospel scene because for one, um, I mean, I guess just nobody saw this coming from this, from this individual, um, especially because he's one of the, at least to me, you know, he's one of the, if, if gospel has a heartthrob, it's this person. And maybe like Jonathan McReynolds, but it's this it's this person. I, I for you, for me, he wouldn't be a heartthrob for me. But I just <laughs> I don't I don't. So then for who? Because I don't. I've never no, heard for, him, like I've no. never heard him him referred to as like. I guess just like um, probably the group that he's in. Probably probably, uh, I just know like mo- a a lot of women in the church just like this person for his oh, ability okay. and. You know he he's good looking and stuff like that, Got and it. so I'm, that's yeah that's when what you I say mean. heart throb, mm-hmm. you actually mean physically. Basically. I thought you meant like actual like a staple in like the Christian. Oh n- oh Christian. yeah no, because I was like I've I, never I mean, heard he's, of him. He's a for he's like a like, he's a formidable like vocalist like people like his his name is in the conversation when it concerns like male gospel vocalists, but. He, his name was in uh, a lot of people's mouths for an entirely different reason um, as of recently. Um, but just the just a whole bunch of things surrounding this um, just it just I guess it invoked the need to have a, a discussion with the church uh, and church people and Christians specifically just because of how the internet responded um to this news yeah uh so the video was was leaked it was put out um which is a a whole other point that we can get into but the video was put out um and you know obviously it started to spread um he deactivated his instagram account for a for a while um and people were just laying into him um really talking about you know how they can't believe it and you know how the some people weren't surprised some people were calling him names some people were just spreading it spreading it exposing him exposing him for no people that didn't even know him just exposing him just saying well all, all they're all the same and and all that stuff and so there's just a lack of well first of all before i do that what did you think when you saw the video first of all um when you sent me the video, I was obviously really shocked. Mm-hmm. 
well first i didn't really know who he was so i was just like okay who's this and then i looked into it more and was like oh it's this person yeah and i was like wow i was really shocked and um and and then i was also angry um because i've i was like wow the person who shared this video is a snake um because i kind of recently went through something a little bit similar not to that extent Mm -hmm. definitely not where basically you think you're sharing something in private and then someone like you know screen grabs it and sends it off to other people um so i was just like wow these people are whoever did that is a a snake i was i was shocked because i was like wow kind of like i was shocked at the i don't want to say audacity but it was just like i guess like the boldness of the video like Mm -hmm. to boldly like knowing who this person is Mm -hmm. and knowing his 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 um position and then to like boldly want to share a video like that i was just like whoa i was taken back by that right because i was like because it's one thing if it's like you tweet about it or i don't know like the the whole video component just was really shocking Mm -hmm. to 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 be honest yeah and then um also i was more than i was even more shocked by the responses you said you saw more responses of people laying into him the only responses i saw were from people um being congratulating him and saying yes this is good you you should he should be living in his truth and this is like they should leave him alone i'm glad he came out and blah 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 blah. that's Mm -hmm. that was the only responses i saw so that's why i was also a little bit shocked i was like "Ooh, are these okay this is interesting um and and then what also added another level of shock Mm -hmm. was the fact that like literally less than 24 hours after the the um information broke he decided to host like a live worship session Mm -hmm. and i was just like did you tune in no i did not i was just like um wow one of my friends said she tuned in Mm -hmm. and to see if he would like address it apparently he didn't address it at all so that also i found very interesting like the fact that he that this is all going on and nothing is being said nothing is being addressed about it um he didn't say nothing she said that he he didn't say anything he didn't address it so i was just like whoa okay that's that's what also added another level of shock Mm -hmm. and then it's just the fact that and i guess also the fact that no i didn't see any other prominent worship leaders or anything saying anything about it not that they have to blast the man because that's not right right um you still have to i feel like you still have to cover somebody give cover them in grace because if it was god 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 himself wouldn't want to necessarily shame somebody of course right so we shouldn't be shaming somebody either so not to say that you should like lambast the man or anything like that, but just the fact that I didn't really see anybody say anything about what was going on. I, I also found that interesting. The only person I saw say something, he didn't mention who the person was, but he he said something was um Chandler Moore mm-hmm. on his story saying something about, oh, um, we still have to uphold a standard or there's still a standard or something. I right. wish I screenshot it so I can like I actually, s- I, s- I think I saw saw word what, for word what yeah. he said, but he was saying something about, you know, as Christians, we still have to uphold a standard. Right. Um, 
so that was the only thing that was the only thing i saw um that was like a, like i don't i don't want to say against but like speaking out against what was happening everything else i saw was all like for him all saying yes go ahead like everything even like when he posted about him doing the worship service everyone was like yes i'm tuning in i can't wait like this is good oh um, you um you um trample over the devil's head like don't let them keep you down like that was all the sentiments i was seeing so i, was, right. I just thought i thought it was so 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 interesting and that's why i said i felt like i was in the twilight zone because i'm just like is this okay this is not i was so i i was honestly befuzzled like i was so befuzzled with the whole thing it was a very murky situation um because just of how every how everything went down um people's perception could have been easily um skewed or manipulated in in whatever way and so i guess people you saw those comments and i guess people were were thinking that this was something that he has been probably dealing with for a while which i heard as well um that there's been rumors before yeah and i mean not i don't even know if you saw this video uh but not too long before that maybe like a month or so before that there was a video that surfaced of Kalante Gavin um I don't know who that is it, it he's a newer he's a newer face to the gospel scene but he's a male vocalist as well um and he was talking about how um even cuz he started his his singing ministry really young as well uh but he opened up about how he he well he was younger he was um molested by his male relatives Mm. um and so he battled with you know um i guess homosexual uh thoughts or or desires i guess so yeah um while he was you know ministering you know in church and all of that stuff doing doing the the stuff um and he he opened he opened up about about that and how he dealt with it and stuff like that and so it it it's i mean scandal quote-unquote is not new to to the gospel industry it's not new to the church at all but what disappointed me i think i was just i was just disappointed that's the word that i was looking for disappointed for a variety of reasons one this this video shouldn't have been posted online period Mm mm-hmm just certain things like I'm obviously we're there's going to be division of whether this is okay or not mm-hmm. um but the easiest way to avoid things like this is just to not post it at all right right so we we can we can kind of like agree or or I guess formulate or guesstimate that this is something that he's probably been like dealing with behind the scenes because mind you uh, this individual has been like he's been in them doing this with his group um, for like since they were children. Yeah. So they've had to develop and go through all of these like stuff. And, and I mean, his his um, group mates have been going through their own, you know, separate life stuff. Um, and it's been far from smooth sailing for for the rest of them. Right. But, um. I mean, they've had to deal with that as kids, like, 
in in the gospel industry and we we all kind of have an idea of how murky that can get Mm -hmm. um but scandal's not new but like the way that we've dealt with with things has been always to just like tabloid them like immediately and so the the first thing that i saw like when this thing dropped was just people plastering you know the video everywhere and i mean that leads to the second thing that i was disappointed at was the fact that even though we can we can probably conclude that this is something that he's probably been dealing with behind closed doors before the video came out and even if if he didn't post the video we wouldn't have known right and it wouldn't have changed our perception on how we see this person but nonetheless the video came out right and you know i mean just the lack of not understanding i'd I'd say but just i mean people were, were just really really quick to just beat him over the head but that's interesting because i did not see those comments at all really i did not see those comments not at all when you sent me the post i only saw one comment of disapproval i only saw one yo i saw bare like holiness comments bare that like the same kind of like um comment that chandler made i was seeing like that to like another extreme like people were really like trying to make an example like out of him so how do you think people should react to it man i mean personally i as the as the generic body um it's our it's our job to be at to always be ready to be at the post of restoration Mm -hmm. that gentleman (laughs) Mm -hmm. um he he's at a level where i mean he's um he's i i guess he's contracted as a as a worship leader at um his church where he submitted to a leader um and i'm and i trust that he also has like he has his family and he has his his set people that he goes to for spiritual advice or or counsel or whatever so for me i don't believe it's necessarily our job to even though we see the blatant you know we see where you know the 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 point of of uh disagreement and the just the we see what's wrong, mm-hmm. you know, um, and we see what needs to be addressed. But it's it's not our job to bring to to put him to task or to put him on the stand or to to weigh him in the balance. Yeah, it's the responsibility of the, those that he submitted to, and it's we can only kind of hope and pray that he's still, you know. Uh, in tune enough to know like hey i've got to return back to you know who i'm submitted to and you know whether it's an accountability partner or his pastor or his family or whatever we we leave that to him and god Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying but we we can't forget that you know this is a person that's been put in place by god Mm -hmm. to serve us and he served us for years and so for us uh, to have a knee-jerk reaction to turn on someone just because of what we heard or saw about them yeah i don't think is the 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 most christ-like response because i mean so would you does that affect the way that you listen to their music now or their worship no and i'm so glad you brought that up because it it's i it christians are really selective in that way where they'll they'll choose 
Christians will choose who they who they endorse. No matter what people say about them, they'll choose whether or not they want to still support them. Like most famously, when the whole Eddie Long uh, scandal came out, mm-hmm. and people were really on the fence about whether they were going to continue to support Eddie Long, people chose a side, and some people chose to stand with Eddie Long because you know at the end of the day he's a bishop and he was put in that position by god and you know people make mistakes and you know all that stuff and so they chose to still they chose to still side with him when you know um years ago when it was said that kirk franklin had a, a sex addiction right people had they were faced with a choice and people chose people we, we don't even talk about that mm-hmm. now like if you were to bring someone into gospel like today like the topic of kirk franklin having a sex edition wouldn't even come up right because it's so far removed from him now but at that time people had to choose a side and they chose and it eventually like people don't even regard it any anymore so i feel like now because it's so fresh and people are still kind of reeling from like what happened because i was when i saw it i like it was like everything stopped did did Kirk was Kirk the one that addressed when the issue when the whatever came out because I didn't even know about that. That was a while. That was like before but did my he, time. Did he speak about it? I did he I address would imagine it? so maybe in like interviews or something like that because at that time they like we still had shows like Bobby Jones Gospel and and Lift Every Voice and mm. stuff like that. So like gospel interview like base shows where he would have the ability to talk about it. Like there was no Instagram back then. Right. And I mean like, you know, I'm a youth, so that yep. was kind of before my time. I would thought I would have thought that you would know if No, you said I anything. didn't know but, about that. But, I think maybe the issue, not the issue. I think maybe what people are kind of like shocked about is not so much the fact that what came out came out Mm -hmm. i think it was maybe the response to it or his response to it especially with the fact that he just like literally like i said 24 hours later holds a worship live session doesn't address it at all i think that is kind of like what people what throws people might throw people off Mm because it's just like are are you not seeing what we're seeing as what the potential issue is like it's one thing if you realize what, you know, what the thing might be and you address it, you know, like with Carl Lentz, with his whole thing, he addressed it. You know what I'm saying? Very so people point. are just like, so people can be like, you know what? He understands that what he was is going through is something like people can empathize more because we can see like, okay, this is something that he's struggling with mm-hmm. and he realizes he's struggling with this and he's realizing he's taking the necessary steps to whatever, speak to whoever he needs to speak to or whatever, whatever. I think with this one, it was the fact that there was nothing said about it. There was no, it was just like he carried, like it was just business as usual. Yeah. And I think that's what threw throwing people off. Cause just like, Bro, it's not business. That you, it's like you. I can't just. I can't just forget the fact that I just saw this video and yeah. then go and like worship with you. You know what I'm saying? Yo, I think that's what the issue is. That is. I mean, and it's it's so crazy because this is a narrative that happens so often, but we just don't see it. Yeah. This is like if you were to take just like a a narrative or a scenario that happens in probably every 
or, or probably most black churches in North America and put it on social media, just like on the mainstream for everybody to see a lot of people can e- equate to something like this. Yeah. Something like this happening where it's just like you saw a, a person in, that's been placed in a position of responsibility or a role of influence or just a, a spotlight and you, you because of that spotlight you're you're tr- kind of trained to see them in a certain way yeah and then you see them in a in a less spiritual light you're right you know a more human light right. so to say and so it's it's just like you're you know i know and i know you know but you're not going you're you're not going to say anything you're just going to act like it's nothing <laughs> like just nothing act just like happened just nothing just happened that's like if which God, which which is what makes it difficult for people to swallow or people Mm -hmm. to like get over it because it's just like it's like do we we both just saw what happened like why is nobody yeah why is nobody gonna say anything we all saw it yeah (laughs) we all saw it and it's just like okay we understand like because at the end of the day i mean i my i grieved because i was just like you know we we need people were really yeah you're gonna blur out his name we need <laughs> said to, person. You're gonna have to blur Further, his name. Yeah. F- furthermore, the name won't be mentioned. But we need said we we need said person. Like you know, he's one of the forerunners for the future of uh, of the the gospel music and 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 male go- gospel vocalists. And it's just like people were really concerned that you know this would be this would affect his mental health in a certain way. Yeah. Um and. So they they really went to bat for him. Like I saw the comments now of people like going to bat for him, being like, you know, um, like pray and you know it, it's not right to just be talking on his name and and spreading his name and all that stuff. But um, and then but just this response makes it hard to be like, I not to stand by him, but I guess to just just understand where he's coming from because it's like okay, we saw what happened. You know what happened, but you're not gonna say anything. You're right. just gonna play piano and sing, like like nothing happened. So, and I think that was mainly where most of my shock came in was mm-hmm. the fact that it was more of the responses, more of the response, not so much of. I mean, yeah, obviously the shock of it was like, yeah, but at the same time. I'm not super shocked because everybody has things that they're dealing with. Doesn't matter how anointed you are, everybody has things that you're dealing with it with. That's why you can't really cast a stone at nobody, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It was just the sh- it was a response that I was just like, "Whoa." Shock causes pe- causes people to do like irrational things. Like people really don't think like when something crazy like this happens, but I mean, the one takeaway that I took from this was, like, gifted people really need to, like, assess who they trust. Yeah, like for real. It's... I've learned that lesson. Yo, like, and it's it's something that I see, like, in just, like, in music ministries a lot. And it it's just, like... Pe- oh, yes. You know, like, it's not even just, like, music ministries, but just gifted people in, in church just... You know, there's church, this, church. there's this spotlight and this responsibility that's placed on certain individuals for whatever gift. Maybe they preach, or maybe they sing, or maybe they play, or mm-hmm. maybe they're a lead musician or a worship leader or 
choir director or whatever um and there's just this demand 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 for them to execute 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 and that the stewarding of their gift i mean gets done like people you you know you put up worship pastors and you know mainly their job is just to schedule rehearsals and put together praise team sets and stuff like that yeah there's no real like work in terms of like the lives of your singers or your musicians shouldn't be that way but like i've but i've seen it it, where it's just like yo like the people really don't inquire unless it's unless they need them to to play for a service or for them to sing for an event or whatever like that like you're you're that's why you have that's why people say church drummers are the most are the worst (laughs) that's why people say church drummers are the worst they the ones that be sexting down every daisy oh susan ha, ha, uh, 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 helen uh, um um tracy um <laughs> while the while the pastor is preaching you know they, they come pray pastor says all right everybody be seated jerome goes to the back there's a little wink why is this like a wink to stephanie to come meet him in the back lobby okay they go sit in the car Oh, Jerome, I really like the way you played. Yeah. Oh, you know, my goodness, and then, man. you know, Wagwan, and he's checking the time, making sure because he wants to gauge when the pastor is going to call them back up. And then, <laughs> and then, you know, and then it's usually the piano player that's in the ah! service. It's usually the piano player that's in the service because he's usually the, the lead, you know. And then he's, and then, you know, he hears pastors about to wrap up and he's texting the group, Where's everybody? Where's everybody? Where's everybody? <laughs> pastors about to wrap up. And then, you know, you see Jerome in the car. He has to come quickly, pull pull himself together, and not, run back to church. I'm actually not going to stand for this drummer slander. But you know, it's true. <laughs> but. <laughs> But I feel like people see that as just like a proclivity or just like a, a something that comes with every musician and not a, like a struggle, like not like something that like maybe they dealt with before they even got the opportunity to play. Yeah. But just there's that that attention on the livelihoods of the people that serve is just the, it's it's not pressed upon and i feel like it's because especially with someone like this individual where it's easy to see these people as you know of course they're celebrities because they make all of this money and they they put out they're projects well and, st- and they're well known but at the same time they're also ve- they're also can they also can feel very disposable because at the same time i can search you up on my phone and press play and listen to you and then press pause and then you're gone for the, you're gone for the rest of the day so it's it's you fulfill just a role you know in my everyday life you come you give me enrichment through your music uplifting through your music or whatever and then when i have no need of you i just turn you off right right and so it's just like no one really other than other people like in their circle that they bring in because they they're yearning from someone to just be able to like I don't need to be worship leader around you. I don't need to be so-and-so. I don't need to, you know, have to be perfect or whatever. Like, I can just be. And I feel like that was his intention when it came to posting that video to his close friends because he thought, okay, these are the people that I trust. They're not going to tell anybody. I can be open with them. I can be honest with them. They probably already know. Yeah. And then someone decided, oop, 
let me get my little virality moment. Or maybe they even felt that, and, and we're on this topic of I mean far too long, so maybe yeah. I don't know. But maybe the person even felt that this person I don't know I I don't know maybe they felt like the person was living a double life, and they wanted them to. That's, you know, be accountable. Go about it, I know though. that's Just not. They shouldn't. It? They shouldn't. That's not a way to go about it. But you know, some people are wicked. But maybe that's what they felt like. This person just living a double life, so they need to be exposed. Who knows? I'd be at their front door with it. Like, how dare? That's the one thing that I will never do. I don't care what I know about you. I would, and even if we're not on good terms, I would never. Ever. I if just don't me. get what the point of exposing people is for. Like, if if you're so concerned, if you're close to them, you talk to them. You you talk to them on the ones. Let them know Wagwan. Let them know your sentiments. That's Bible. And and pray for them. And if you are, if they if they want to continue on with their life, you know what? Eventually, whatever is done in the dark will come to light. But you don't need to be the one to expose them because you're not Jesus. You know what I'm saying? When you get into your own ish or you have your own stuff you wouldn't want anyone exposing you you would want people covering you with grace and that's what god does he covers covers all of us with grace imagine if god were to just expose all of us and all the stuff we've ever done listen trust me i said it before to somebody i was like some of us have done worse and it just wasn't caught on camera right so imagine if God put your your search history on the church on on the on the prompt in, in on Sunday morning for for everybody to see how shame you would be and just that and with that in mind I was just like I was really really saddened about just the overall response of how this went down I wish it would have went down a little bit better I don't know how it probably would have went down because situations like this really haven't been I guess handled well at all like throughout history i guess it's never going to be any better because it's out in the world wide web and so once it's out in the world wide web you're gonna have a difference a variance of opinions and that's just and that's just that but there's that. a variance of types of saints like just saints love to just chat you know Listen, why is there a christian shade room i don't know what? i don't know I, I don't know why are there gospel tabloids i don't know but it's just it's, it's very discouraging it man. is it is what it is. I mean, we're praying for him, um, praying for anybody that might have been affected by it, because um, I'm sure there are people that are affected by it. Um, Heard his family was blocking people left and right. So, yeah, just just pray for it and just hope that it cont- this doesn't um, doesn't become a bigger issue than it needs to be. Yeah, I hope it's handled the right way with the you know the proper protocol with leadership or accountability or and stuff like that that he's brought through that restoration process and he's back to doing what he does best which is serving the people and being one of the best vocalists in the game right now so yeah that's it with that let's get off that note (laughs) um this is a topic that you would be more so privy to because you know i'm not as exclusive as the illustrious crystal rose anyways he keeps thinking that you have to be like some kind of like celebrity or something to be on clubhouse you really don't you just need somebody that knows you that's on it to invite you that's it that's really all that is so where's my invite you only have one invite so so you gave it away already 
I didn't give it away yet, but I'm being selective with my invite. You see, you see. Chris no, but Bell. if you sign up, if you sign up, and um, somebody that knows you is on it, they would get a notification, and then they can decide whether or not they want to invite you in or not. And I don't think it uses up their invite, so just sign up and see if you. I have did my 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 um I got like I think I saw a link on on Twitter, um. They they were doing like a room, but I didn't have an invite text. They just said to reserve a username, so I did that, and then I just like I didn't. I did you sign up with your number? Yeah, I put my phone number in there, and then they said, "Okay, when your account's ready, we'll get back to you." And they have. When did you do that? That was like a couple weeks ago. Oh, <laughs> maybe like last month. I just like I just deleted the app. Like I wasn't gonna like. I think I asked one person. I was like, hey, you gotta, you, you can send an invite text, and then he told me that he only has one. So I was just like, okay, I'm not gonna go begging. If I'm not, if I'm not in there, then I'm probably try not it to again. Be in there. Just try it again. <sighs> but anyways, well, so what's been going on on Clubhouse? Apparently, um, there was a room on Clubhouse like sometime this week saying, asking, and the room was called "Is Kevin Hart Funny?" <laughs> um. And ba- basically, there was like thousands of people in the room, like four thousand plus people in the room, <sighs> just talking about whether or not Kevin Hart was funny. I heard about. And this. a lot of people were going, I guess, we're talking about, I guess, his recent special on Netflix and the comment or the joke, I should say, he made about his daughter being yeah. like uh, having whole tendencies. So <laughs> Kevin Hart, I guess, he was on Clubhouse at the time, or maybe somebody alerted him to the room that was happening so he came on clubhouse and he got up to the speaker like the speaker stand uh. on in the room and i wasn't on clubhouse yet this is just something that i just heard about and then this is what piqued my interest to like be like what the hell is this whole clubhouse thing about mm. and then i literally was like on clubhouse the next day after that but so what exact for those who don't know what what is Clubhouse? Clubhouse is started off as like an exclusive app for like industry folks, like mm. I think mainly like creatives and like IT industry folks to like um communicate and network with each other. Um and it's kind of like a it kind of reminds me of like T.wire where there's <laughs> Every social media that you've brought up on this no, show this one like in the T. No, no, no. This one re- kind of reminds me of T.Wire because there's rooms and you can create rooms. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure T.Wire was like that. I'm pretty sure T.Wire had forums. Okay. Um, But this, instead of like text or picture, it's just like voice. Okay. So it's just like people talking. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Um, So, uh, yeah, that's basically what it is. And it's kind of... It's, it's kind of exclusive in the sense where, but it's not really exclusive, but it's kind of exclusive in the sense where not anybody can just sign up and they'll be on it. Like you have to be invited onto the app mm-hmm. by somebody. Um, so yeah. So yeah, this room was there and it's Kevin Hart funny. Kevin Hart enters the room and apparently it just went from like a casual conversation to everyone lacing and going in on Kevin Hart about especially about his um um Netflix special and that joke and girls were just going in on him and apparently he was apparently people were saying oh Kevin Hart was calling all the black women in the room hoes and it was just turned into a huge like get on Kevin Hart fest 
and like it was trending and then a whole bunch of people are flocking more into the room and you have moderators from the room so apparently the moderator it couldn't control it because people were just coming up on stage to talk yeah and apparently on on clubhouse if you want to mute people you have to do it one by one by one but then they can always unmute themselves right, right. so apparently like the moderators are trying to mute people to try to get control of the room but they couldn't and people were just going in on kevin hart and kevin hart was just like at first i think he was like oh no 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 this is good this is good i like to hear what everybody's you know everybody's opinion or whatever and he was like standing his ground or whatever yeah but then i guess it just got way too out of hand after a while and he cut and it, it apparently crashed the app because it was just so much happening that's what i heard as an onlooker because i'm not on the app but i heard um that you know clubhouse was basically mosh up for a while um i heard of the app before uh but i when i heard about it um it was when there was a similar incident with tory lanes tory lanes mm. joined the app and a bunch of people got word that tory lanes joined the app and started a bunch of rooms about oh why is tory lanes here <laughs> you know why is he on why is he on clubhouse and and um <laughs> Apparently, there was one room that was talking about um, that he started, I, I, I believe, and um, a bunch of just like pick me girls were talking to, were just asking him a bunch of questions mm. like, oh, like, you know, what position do oh, you, Lord. how, you know, <laughs> if you were to give an estimate on size, you know, and all them things, just stupid stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some girls came in and they were like, nah, bun all that. Let's get into this Megan's that like and yeah. really like asking him questions about the incident and of course he took the the PC route taking like oh you know it's an open investigation so mm -hmm. I can't say much right now but you know I'm hoping that when all of this is over you know that the truth comes to light and you know we can go back to you know all that stuff and so really really being pacifist about it and you know so that's when I heard about the app mm -hmm. and, and stuff like that and so um I heard about Kevin Hart and um I saw the special yeah it I'm, at and this is coming from me as a kevin hart fan like i th i truly think that kevin hart's funny okay because i watch like you know from the first special i'm a grown little man and then what i think is his best special which is seriously funny and where his most memorable jokes are from and you know just seeing it because kevin hart has has um reached the pl the pl the plane where he's surpassed comedy now like mm. he's he's a comedic actor and yeah. he's got corporate relationships and brand deals and all that stuff and he's sold out arenas and stuff so he's on a whole higher plane and i feel like you know he said in the special that he just wasn't feeling like himself so he decided to go back um go back into comedy and I feel like there's a, a lot of factors as to why these jokes were so bad because they weren't good. They weren't good, eh? Yo. I didn't watch the special. I keep seeing it and I'm just like, I don't, I have no interest in watching it. Like, I, I just, people are just becoming less and less interested with Kevin Hart. And I feel like mm. that should have been, well, no, it, it shouldn't have been my On My Heart segment. But I feel like, I don't really feel like black people in, in Hollywood that we've had like that black person that token black person that is i guess um keeps being casted or 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 called for being mediocre mm. like kevin kevin hart isn't extraordinary right. at anything right like, i mean he's granted like numbers wise he's one of the biggest comedians in the world you right, know what i'm right. saying but 
to be honest with you, like in in the sectors that he's in with acting and and comedy, and, you know, like he's not like like he's he's not great at all, like all of those stuff. Like yeah. he's he's all right at all of them, but like he's not extraordinary at at one thing. And I feel like as he's expanded you know just the percent he's had to play the percentage game and dial down because his audience has has spread out so much right and even with now being in quarantine like normally comedians would have to go to comedy clubs and work out that material to see what works what doesn't what he can add what he can take away and he hasn't had the chance to do that because we've been on lockdown and the clubs have been closed so yeah there's a lot of factors but i was really just like i was watching it and i was just like for real? Like, this is this is it? Like, you dropped a whole trailer and everything. I was excited because yeah. I'm a Kevin Hart fan, but I was just like, this is this is not it, yo. And then he he posted a video on Instagram. Um the because the video the the the, the specialist called Zero F's given, basically stating how much he doesn't care about mm-hmm. what people say about him. But then he goes on Instagram and reiterates his statement about how he doesn't care right and he doesn't have any cares quote-unquote to give right but he says that he doesn't care 20 times right in the right. video so you really do care <laughs> you, you do care and it's fine if you do care but don't act like you don't <sighs> i just was like this is interesting and this whole clubhouse app it just really first of all it's it's amazing for networking but I realize that so many people now think they're professionals because it's just giving a platform for people to like speak on whatever topic. So there's so many people that think they're just know it all. There's a lot of know it alls on um Clubhouse. Really. But um but there's also a lot of really good um so many interesting people that you probably would have never otherwise met that within the industry like since i've been on the app i've only been on the app for like two three days now mm-hmm. and i've already like connected or found out about so many different people in the in the film industry already like behind the scenes like mm-hmm. producers casting directors talent managers all that different stuff people that work with big name people like worked on with tyler perry work with oprah which you know all on the app and just like sitting in and getting to listen to them so it's really good for that but yeah when it when it's ready to be ratchet it's ready to be ratchet like let me see like let me even like see what type of yeah see it says the same thing it says for me to wait to i guess they reserved my my you should just delete it and try again but um that's exactly what i did oh okay well hold on um because usually it would give a notice like if you signed up with the same number it would give a notice that's saying oh carlos just signed up do you want to let him in but i haven't seen that but um yeah like even some of the rooms that are on right now like mace relationship advice so mace is on here giving relationship advice right Mm -hmm. now yeah um mace as in yeah rapper yeah mace (laughs) um you know joe budden is always on here by the way that's what i heard joe budden i heard this is his favorite app stays on here like he's on here right now um you know there's a there's a writer's town hall room um uh, there's a room called Ladies Are We Wifing Dudes with Kids. That sounds interesting. Ah! Uh what else? You know, there's just different rooms on here. 
um, creatives town hall room. Yeah, there's just a whole bunch of different stuff. Most of the rooms start to pop around like nine, eight, nine, ten mm-hmm. is when most of them pop. But yeah, I just I just thought it was interesting. Well, I mean, it's in its beta stage now, which is why it's so like exclusive and why not a lot of people can get. I hope there. they keep it exclusive. I kind of, I, fe- I, li- I, like I kind of like it like that. I you know, feel like the best way for it to thrive is for it to remain exclusive. Yeah. Uh, I don't feel like that's a bad thing. I don't think it's a bad thing at all. I don't think it should be something that everybody can get access because it's gonna just turn into another one. It's gonna turn into another Twitter, another Instagram, and then people are just gonna lose interest after it a while. Would be, yeah, it would be hard to kind of, I guess, market it or even just generally operate it if it was like a generally open app like a Twitter or a Facebook yeah. or something like that. And especially because like how of how you interact on the app where it's just voices. Yeah. Like having I could imagine having like hundred and fifty people talking at one time. Yeah, it wouldn't it wouldn't work. It would not work. Oh, man. So they I feel like they have to keep it exclusive. But I, yeah. I feel like that's I feel like it's not a bad thing and people that can't get on there, I mean just like Tough man. Be like the Hunger Games. Hey, those in the capital. <laughs> I was always, I was always taught that if you're not invited to go, don't ask. Yes. So yep. that's I what agree. I, that's what I did. So I was just like, once I I realized, I heard that you know how the app came about and what it what it was for and what it is now, and I'm just like, okay, well, if it's basically an app for these types of people in this industry and stuff like that i if i'm not in that industry if i'm not one of those people then obviously i'm not meant to be there mm. so it takes away the the fomo or the fear of missing right, out right, right, that, right. that need to be with the in crowd if i'm not meant to be there then i'm not meant to be there you yeah. know if if the text comes in one day then it comes in but you know i'm enjoying twitter right now Twitter's always twitter's always time. lit TikTok is is okay. I, I don't have no interest in going back <laughs> on TikTok at all. We're in, we're in, us simpletons are enjoying our our life, uh, but I'm I'd be interested to see what's going on on Clubhouse, but we'll see if I get on there. But was uh, any of the rooms talking about the recent boxing match that? Transpired? No, but a lot of the rooms were talking about the true kitchen in Dallas. Oh yeah. That I, why did I, my eyes just skip down? A but. lot of them were talking about that. Um, Whoo! This was funny. <laughs> this was like people were hot about it. I could imagine so. People were actually hot about it, and I didn't really understand. Well, I guess I kind of understand why people were hot about it, but like at the same time, I didn't really. So. Just in case people don't know what happened, there's a restaurant, a black-owned restaurant called True Kitchen mm-hmm. in Dallas. Dallas, Texas? Yeah. Yeah, Dallas, Texas. Um, and apparently, you know, like I said, it's an establishment, establishment where they try to cater to black patrons, and um, they have a DJ there, and um, there's, I guess, a group of girls that came in at one time, and the girls were like twerking and dancing and apparently they were saying that back that back that ass up was playing or throw that ass in a circle was playing or whatever Mm -hmm. um and they were dancing and they were twerking and whatnot whatnot so the a video came out first the first video came out of the restaurant owner pretty much like 
reprimanding the whole restaurant saying like this is an establishment this is a restaurant that i you know wanted to do for black people do you have the clip i don't oh that i wanted to do for black people and Mm. um you know i can't have people in here twerking and whatever 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 and and he's basically he's like I guess his DJ was still playing in the background and he turned to his DJ real quick. He's like, Daquan, turn that music off. And then he turned back to his patrons. He's like, I can't have my patrons or I can't have men come in here and tell them to respect themselves. And I have women here twerking, doing all that stuff. If you want to do that, go take that too. And I think he was listing off. Yeah, um, a couple of restaurants. No, I think he was listing off other clubs or strip clubs. Oh, okay. He's like, I think because I heard him saying, go take that to like pinkies or something like that diamonds or whatever but don't do if you're gonna do that here then get the f out and he swore yeah so that video first came out and people were like kind of like going in in on him saying how is he doing that like he's a restaurant owner he can't be speaking to his patrons like that they were going in going in going in going in imagine crystal but then (laughs) because people were going in on him the restaurant owner is like bro i've been talking to these girls way before so he released his own video footage of a, of a different camera angle showing him going over to the table, talking to these women several times politely to tell them to stop twerking. And the women continued to twerk. In fact, they got up on his furniture, got up on the glass and started twerking. And that's when he was like, I've had it. And that's when he, I guess he kicked them out. He said he had to do that because he was afraid of, a potential lawsuit because the girl was leaning on the glass he was thinking if this girl falls through the glass then that's a lawsuit and all that re te 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 and then i guess people's tune started changing a bit and there's a big divide about whether or not he was right or not but the, the reason why i was confused about this topic crystal is because first of all you're telling people not to I mean, okay, this was playing in the background, Crystal. Like, imagine telling people not to dance, and this is playing. I can go into a restaurant and have that playing and not want to get up on furniture, on well, table, and twerk. You're in Texas, and Megan the Stallion's from Texas. So, obviously, like, if you were to go into a, 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 a restaurant or a, a club or a, a lounge or whatever and play Drake in Toronto, people are going to dance to it. But it's the difference between a lounge and a restaurant. I understand that. But then also, like, did you see, like, some of the – and I'm not – when I say these things, I'm not faulting, like, the restaurant like the restaurant owner. But, like, a couple things going to play. Like, there was the music that was booming in there. There was – the the drinks that were on them like this man was selling full-on like do cocktails mm-hmm. like people were getting like real touched off off the brown liquor that he was selling and then there was another video a a, a little this you video of him i mean and of course like he would be ob- obligated or um allowed to do this because it's his restaurant but there was a video of him and i guess his boys like on the counter of his restaurant i mean being like you know they were dancing to some music and getting belligerent and all that stuff and so people were just like well i saw it and i was just like okay you're telling the women 
Was that the to, same day? Not the same day, but it was in the it was the same guy, and he was in the same restaurant, and he was playing music, and he was with a group of guys. But in the video, we see him telling women, you know, to respect themselves and to act orderly, and this is an establishment where you know black people can come and act civilized and stuff like that. And then, meanwhile, you're up on the counters you know touched with your boys acting a, a fool and i mean granted so because it's your restaurant but i mean does that really mean that you can come to these women and and like, i mean it and all, speak to them like that it all depends because first of all that video i've never heard of that video of him dancing with his boys we don't know when that happened that video could have been after hours it could have been no patrons it could have just been him and his boys turning up in his restaurant after hours when no one else there we don't know right um with the with the women that he was speaking to he spoke to them apparently three times before mm -hmm. telling them to stop and the woman deliberately disregarded what he said and decided to climb up on furniture on glass and start twerking First of all, I don't understand why the fascination to twerk. It's like it's almost like women are moving like it's like it's like a, a it's like something that they can't <laughs> like they can't control. Like they can't control themselves like they have to twerk. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. I really don't. I don't know if that's just an American thing or what. Yo, but I don't get it. Too. You don't have to twerk. There's a time and place. Like you really do not have to twerk. I promise you, you'll be okay. There's a time. You know what I'm saying? And then if there's other this. patrons, and who knows? I I I I think I heard other patrons were complaining. Mm -hmm. If I'm sitting and I'm eating my pancakes or my waffles, <laughs> I do not I want. Just you know what? I do not want to work. I do not want to work with coming beside me as i'm eating my french fries <laughs> you know what i'm saying like it's a restaurant it's not a lounge oh you know what i'm saying and if he spoke to you about it three times before and you're not listening then at this point it's kind of like you're almost asking to be disrespected because he's trying to come to you respectfully you're not responding to the respectful approach so what do you expect now to happen now a lot of people are saying now mind you i don't think he should have been popping off on the rest of the patrons like that's that. what i feel like people were like that's what i feel like people had a problem with mainly was how it came off and how he addressed like it you know yeah i don't think he needed to speak to the rest of the the, the restaurant like that but especially if they didn't do anything like you don't i'm just here eating my pancake like i don't need you yelling, yelling and telling me, me you like, know what i'm saying i'm not i'm not the one up twerking like. it felt like when a teacher like has had it with like a group of students in the class and then they reprimand the whole class. the whole class and we're just like we didn't even like you could have you could have just took, them, took them outside a lot of something. people were saying there's there was a lot of different ways you could handle it like of he could have told the dj to change the music um people were saying he could have called the cops but then a lot of people were saying no you don't want him to call cops on on on, on these black women. people come on come on and then you know i was listening to the breakfast club this morning and they were saying that wouldn't have been smart because he could have gotten a, a, whenever a cop gets called to an establishment they get like an infraction or whatever yeah and it goes on their record like this many times a cop was called to their business yeah you know what i'm saying so that i don't think would have been a smart move yeah, to do no. but i don't know like i don't know if the women were still in the restaurant when he was popping off 
or if they had already been kicked out and then he was just like addressing the rest of the re- restaurant to be like yeah this is not acceptable i don't know but the the internet was up in uproars about it what is it about people that just love to just just tread the line like the furthest that they can go just push the push the same button just to 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 the extent on until before somebody blows up at them when it's just I like I don't know if this is a place of business like we just we just come with the understanding like if we go to Red Lobster and all of a sudden people come up in there and start shaking their butt in the booth obviously we would have a problem because exactly. this, I mean, we've established that this is a, first of all, Red Lobster is a family restaurant. I, I don't even, I would assume that that restaurant isn't a family restaurant because they were serving some, some drinks. Listen, I saw the drink. I saw some of the drinks they were serving there. My, my, it might as it might as well be a, a, a club or I something heard, like I that. I heard they were serving Bear Hennessy, Bear, like, like you said, the brown liquor stuff. And so that's why I, I, that's where why I took my initial stance because I'm just like all of these factors come into play. Like people are probably tipsy or drunk. Like we do. It may have been like people have been like you know drinking like brunch mimosas or whatever. But you need to. I don't. I I I get that, but also I see like I see both sides. Like as a as a restaurant owner, you need to account for the fact that if you're serving this type of um liquor and you're playing this type of music you need to account for the fact that you're you're potentially inviting this type of behavior yeah but also on the flip side you're a grown-ass woman i feel like people need to learn to control themselves a bit i don't i don't know like i feel like control is a thing you know what i'm saying of course we're adults we're adults um if you know that you can't handle your liquor then you drink responsibly drink to only the point where you can still function as a functioning adult. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. I don't understand why people feel that they... Anyways, that's a separate topic on its own because that (laughs) that leads into, like, addictions and a whole bunch of different things. But, like, you know what I'm saying? Mm Mm-hmm. It's 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 I get I get both sides of the argument, honestly. I think the owner was wrong for popping off on the rest of the restaurant like that. He did apologize and he did explain his stance, but I also think the woman was wrong for like blatantly not listening to the restaurant owner yeah. when he came to you three times before to ask you to stop and you didn't stop. Yeah. So, so come out, come out, come out of the store. Exactly. So, yeah, I can I can understand both perspectives. I mean, it was just it was it was a funny because I watched the video and I was laughing because of how he was just paging the restaurant. Yeah. Just like hey, just take take that somewhere else, but. Hopefully he doesn't lose. <laughs> it literally felt like, <laughs> like a, a Jamaican dad or something. Oh no, sit down! You're not gonna do this in my house. You think you're big people? You push key, huh? You're well, not a big man. Your pay bills are on here. It's brown feathers. Your pay bills are on here. <laughs> well, hopefully he doesn't lose any business. Take that some- no, I don't think so. I think his business is gonna increase because more people are interested in it. I'm not gonna lie. I've never heard of it before. If I'm if I'm, if I'm ever in Dallas, I want to visit that restaurant. I'm not gonna lie. It better hey if they if he has people twerking. I heard the food. I heard the food is good, bumping. and I heard the environment is dope. Well, so Dallas is probably in the, when when the U.S. opens up. I I wanted to go to the South, but you know, I want to go to Dallas. I want to go to Houston. 
you know, where where those, those I hear black people are popping over there, you know, but the women in Houston, you know, the men in America in general. Okay, it's like something that happens when you <laughs> the enthusiasm reach in the border. Voice. <laughs> it's I don't know what happens. It's literally like I could be in Detroit and I see beautiful men, and then I literally cross over to Niagara Falls or or Windsor or whatever is on the other side. <laughs> Like it's literally a five minute walk, and there's like something's in the air that makes the men on this side of the border less attractive. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't know. Chris, something oh. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I I love there is still a lot of attractive men over here, but like the ratio is just I just oh can't. Oh my god! I can't actually comprehend it. I really can't, but. It's, yeah. Well, that's what? why we get flew out. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Crystal is on one today. But one American man that um, I don't know if you find this man attractive, it, especially not after what happened to him. Um, I haven't really seen his face to be honest in front of the world. Nate Robinson, okay, was uh, a part of an undercard fight. In the uh, Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. boxing match, that was um, it was this past weekend, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of the most watched fights in boxing history. Um, it was on pay per view for fifty dollars. I didn't pay the money to watch it. Neither did I. I, <laughs> I shout out to Facebook. Shout out to Crack Streams. I had to pop, click off those pop up ads, but it was worth it. <laughs> Um, but, um, yeah, there was a bunch of boring undercard fights that no one paid attention to. People were really there for the Nate Robinson fight because he was facing social media star Jake Paul. Um, he is the brother of Logan Paul, who has been in two boxing matches prior to Jake Paul's fight. Um, so people really didn't know what to expect. And Logan Paul's a YouTuber that everyone hates, right? Yes. Okay. Um, they kind of hate both of those guys because they're like equally. racist. Yeah, they're and just, they do stupidness. They're just dumb. Um, but yeah, they didn't know what to expect. But people were really, I mean, they kind of concluded that you know because Nate Robinson was black that he was just gonna give Jake Paul the defas. <laughs> but we were uh, sadly mistaken. <laughs> um, Very sadly mistaken because I took a break. Um, from watching the fights, because I watched the two undercard fights prior to the Jake Paul fight uh, and Nate Robinson. And I was playing a game, and not even, like, the rounds were, like, maybe, like, two minutes each. And so four minutes into the fight, which is two rounds, Mm -hmm. I get a message that Nate Robinson is on the ground. I'm like, what are you talking about? (laughs) And so I turn back on the stream and it comes back in time for the replay, and I see that two rounds into this fight, Jake Paul has put Nate Robinson to sleep mm-hmm. twice, three times. He put this man on the floor three <laughs> times. And much like the internet would very on brand for the internet they ran with this as quickly as they possibly could yep and the memes were incessant 
it was it was a circus. It was it was wild. You didn't watch? Did you watch the fight? I watched it a bit, um, and I saw him get knocked out, and I was I was first of all I was more concerned for this man's health because I'm like, this man got knocked out cold, and he was not getting up. Yo, I was really surprised because I mean we weren't expecting much from Jake Paul, and maybe it was you know, maybe that had to do something with race because Jake Paul is a white man, um, going up against a black man and a proven athletic black man, yeah, an ex NBA star dunk contest champion, yeah, you know, a proven bulldog in the NBA, not afraid of anybody, and so we kind of just expected. Nate Robinson to just just give him the business but we forgot that Jake Paul's brother did this twice and you know he came out Jake Paul came out there and he was swinging like he was like he knew what he was doing mm-hmm. Nate Paul uh, um, Nate Paul Nate Robinson not so much he just came running at him just swinging like some kid on the wow. playground and it was just it, sad to see Man, <laughs> some of the some of the memes of when Nate Robinson was on the floor, I saw one with um, Rosa Parks and Harriet Tubman and Martin Luther King and Malcolm X just looking down on him <laughs> on the floor, <laughs> oh, God. just disappointed, just like oh man. I saw so many memes of people saying like, given the climate that we're in, like this fight felt very racist. Oh man, because the day after. J- uh, Jake Paul gets to Instagram and he posts a picture of him wearing his jersey. <sighs> the utter disrespect. The audacity of this man. The res- disrespect. The absolute gall to do this. I'm like, yo, I feel like this was like that felt like a hate crime. Yo, speaking of jersey, I don't mean to derail it, but no, I'm, just, I'm just this really pissed me off. Why the hell are is the internet doing mock up jerseys of the Tampa Raptors? <laughs> They're doing what? The mock up, you know, because the <laughs> you know because the Raptors are playing their home games in Tampa, right? Yeah. So you didn't see the mock up versions of, no. of go go on Six Buzz right now. <laughs> they have a mock up jersey, mind you. The the jersey is actually fire, but it's just the fact that it says instead of it saying Toronto, it says Tampa. Like why? Why? <laughs> I see it. Like why? This it's is, still the Toronto Raptors. This is heat, though. It's still the Toronto Raptors. Why does it need to say Tampa? And people were mad, and I, I don't care. I was one of them. So, so for those who are tuning in for the first time, Crystal is a diehard Raptors fan. Uh, lives and dies by the the red, black, and gold, or whatever their colors are. Whatever their colors. So are. you're not prepared to share your team with Tampa. Hell no. They and first of all, Tampa's not going to support them like we support them. What is Tampa hasn't been there rocking with them like how we've they, been rocking with them for years, going through all the heartache and heartbreak, and now all of a sudden because the Raptors are are somewhat hot and 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 and, and NBA champions, now they want to oh um. Um, jump on the Raptors bandwagon? No, go sit on. I don't understand why it says it, why the the mock-up jersey has to say Tampa. They're still repping Toronto. Yeah, but they can't play here for. But they're still repping Toronto. I mean, they just can't play here because of our COVID restrictions. But I mean, I guess when the when the news came out, they what's it called? I guess 
Tampa, like, imme- they got on the ball quick. I, they made, like, a We the South hashtag. Like, they- oh, that pisses me off so much. Oh, my God. They're just gonna, it's not your team. They're just going to baby. It's not your team. It's not your team. Okay. They're just going to take. They're just going to. No, it, it gets me so angry. <laughs> it actually gets me so angry. We mean We the South. It's not your damn team. You're just they're literally just playing there. That's it. Imagine if imagine if they win. Just like imagine if the Raptors go all the way in Tampa. I'm pissed. Can Tampa celebrate? They should not. Don't even don't even pretend we're there. The citizens of Tampa forget we're there. Don't even come to the <laughs> damn games. Okay? It's not your team. It's not your team, okay? Oh my god. Do all yo, do all Raptors fans feel this way? A lot of us do. A lot of us do. Y'all can't just loud them for no, a season? No. After the year we've had, you can't just allow them. Allow who? Who are we allowing? Just allow Florida. Give them something. No. Their state is red. They need something. Florida is no. Oh my god. No. Okay? <laughs> no. First of all, we already lost. We already lost Serge Ibaka, which oh was a big. She, she's still not over that. Which was a big loss. <laughs> it wasn't that big of a loss. <laughs> it was a big loss for me. My fuzzy. And then now you're telling me that we can't even have home games here. No. Are you stupid? Because the borders are still closed. What are we supposed to do? Which is fine. Where I, else would you have wanted them which, to go? I don't care if they have a home game in Tampa. That's not the issue. The issue is them trying to claim Toronto like it's their team. Toronto is not your team. They're just playing there because of COVID restriction. They're not the Tampa Raptors. They're still the Toronto Raptors playing in Tampa. Get over it. <laughs> I think from what it sounds like, I think... It's more like you need to get over the fact that they're going to be in Tampa for a I, season. Like I said, I'm not mad at them being in Tampa. <laughs> it's all like you are. Listen, are, are, are you comprehending no, I'm, what I'm saying? I am. You're not comprehending <laughs> what I'm saying. I'm not mad at the fact that they're in Tampa. I'm mad at the fact that Tampa people are trying to claim them. They're just babysitting them for a season. They just want to take the best care, use that Southern hospitality, take them in. Stop trying to claim it. It's not your team. We don't claim anything of yours. They don't have anything. We have we have or we have Florida oranges up here. Do we come up here call them oh Toronto oranges? <laughs> no. That's the title of the episode, guys. Toronto oranges. Like honestly, <laughs> they need to get over it. It's not your team. They're just playing there because of COVID restriction. They're not your team. They still representing Toronto. So your stupidness of saying we the South, we the South. No, stop. Right now, it's still we the North. It is still we the North, and it will forever and always be we the North. Oh my goodness! Okay, <laughs> I'm just here moving waiting. on. I'm just here waiting for Giannis to resign. <laughs> so don't look at me like that. Moving on. <laughs> okay, we're winding down. So the last two topics that we had, we'll probably save for the next episode yeah. or whatever. But um, in light of, you know, December has come upon us and, you know, a bunch of demonic activity is happening outside with the this, this snow and autumn thing. And we're staring Christmas in the face. Holiday season is approaching. Yep. And so I thought it only ne- only right to do a holiday celebration. One got to go. 
But this is in the perspective of Jam- how Jamaicans would celebrate these holidays. Right. So you have to cancel out these Jamaican celebrations on these holidays. Mm-hmm. So one gotta go, Crystal. <clears throat> Christmas, Thanksgiving, Easter, or New Year's. If are we talking about one's gotta go for this year? Or just in general? Just in general. Because this year was trash. Doo-doo juice. Well, the first one that's staying for me is Christmas. Christmas is my favorite holiday. Mm. I absolutely love Christmas. Um, it's just the best time of the year. I get excited when Christmas comes around. Why? I just love it. It's just a warm feeling that I have. You know, I already put up my Christmas tree. Um, I put I had my Christmas tree up from, like, the beginning of November. <laughs> um I like decorating my house and just, you know, I don't know how I'm going to feel about this year, seeing how everything's happening with COVID. But either way, I'm still like excited about Christmas. Um, The food around Christmas time is always amazing. Just gathering around, opening gifts, even if they're not like the best gifts. It's just still a nice family coming over. It's just really good. Christmas is first to stay for sure. Well, Christmas is first for me as well to stay, even though this Christmas is going to be very, very different for me. It's going to be my first Christmas. Yeah, my first Christmas by myself. And why don't you go for to your mom? I am on Christmas Day. I'll be going to back to Brampton to visit my mom for Christmas. Um, But people were telling me to decorate and like put up a Christmas tree and stuff like that. And then. I'm not into the whole decorating thing, you know. I don't like Christmas decorations. I think they're tacky. They're not tacky. Yeah, you get the right decoration. The lights and stuff like that. Maybe I'll find maybe I'll find a good wreath. But the most the most thing that I'm excited about this year is because, you know, pandemic. Nobody's yeah. getting gifts. So I don't have to I don't have to rush to find nobody's gifts or anything like that. But, you know, I'll probably I'll probably cook up something for my mom's dinner. It's just gonna be us anyway, so yeah whatever uh but christmas is first for me christmas is first for you what's second to stay for you i would say this is only second to stay because of the last couple years um yeah the last couple years at my church um new year's celebrations have always been amazing because my church always puts on a huge event called open heavens Mm. Um, i'm pretty sure you've heard of it because like literally everybody in ontario comes to it there's like ten thousand people they always have big artists like kurt franklin um don don moen all those people plug plug your church jonathan reynolds famous church for a famous okay 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 stop (laughs) for real like stop anyways um so that's why it's second on the list only because of like the last couple of years. If it wasn't for the last couple of years, I would probably say um, it, New Year's can go. But mm, yeah, because I love open heavens and like celebrating that New Year's is second for me. Second off the board for me to stay is Easter. Mm-hmm. Bun and cheese. Well, not bun and cheese for me. Bun and butter for me. <laughs> why? Why are you laughing? What's so funny? Bun and butter. Yes. What's What's wrong with bun and butter? What happened to bun and cheese? I don't like. Che- I don't like the cheese. <laughs> I don't like the block cheese. You don't like Jamaican cheese? No. And you don't like the Jamaican bun? 
No, I like the I eat the Jamaican bun. What if it doesn't have the fruit pieces in it? That's what it, I I don't like it. Then. Mm. But yeah, I don't like the cheese, but so I have butter with it. But um, yeah, fried fish, all that stuff need that. Need I and I've had some good like Easter dinners as well. I feel like Christmas and Easter is when Jamaicans really just like go all out. So I need those two to stay, especially Christmas because you know sorrow season. Amen. I don't care what it, pandemic is among us. I'm gonna need my sorrow this year. Yeah, it's a must. But Easter is off the board for me. I I need I need that because you know on the third day he got up. Listen, don't get me started. Amen. <laughs> What's third for you? I think this one. If this was like, if you asked me this question like six years ago, I would say this one would stay because with the whole combination of Easter cantata and everything. Cantata. Yes, like Easter plays okay. and all that stuff. Um, I would say, yeah, but because my new church doesn't really do that and they don't really do much for for Easter. I mean, they do something, but it's not like the same as Easter plays and all that stuff. And my family, we don't really do big dinner or anything like we don't really gather too much on easter we have like the bun and cheese and like you know the fried fish or whatever yeah but we don't really gather like if we do we might do like an easter brunch but we don't it's not we don't really gather so much on easter so as much as it pains me i think easter would have to go and thanksgiving would have to stay because thanksgiving we our family at least within my family we we gather on Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving's always a good time. Hmm. But it, it's pain me to see Easter go because I love Easter. Easter like this one was a hard one. Easter is always great. Even though this Easter would sucked because you know, we were stuck in the house. Yeah. But, um, for me, as much as it pains me to say it, I'm going to have to hold on to New Year's. So Thanksgiving's I'm a, I'm gone for hold you. On. Watch night service is just, it, it's close to my heart. It's very dear to me. Yeah. I, I need to just, I, I need to just sing Calypso for an hour and 45 minutes <laughs> going into the New Year. That's, <laughs> it's just tradition, man. Like, I just need to do it. And so, uh, and then, you know. We all go into the back of church and have food, or yeah, yeah. and then someone organizes some like little Games. after party at someone's house or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and it's just a good, it's just a good time. Yeah. I really like just spending. I, I re- something about crossing over into the new year with your loved ones and the people that you care about. Yeah, has always just been, and and in that setting, just like in church, in the church that I grew up at, or wherever I'm at. Just being amongst, you know, family and friends as we cross over into a new year is just always special to me. Yeah, and I have to add with my New Year's usually after um church service, usually after house um open heaven. Like my aunt always has something at her place, so I go there afterwards and like like you said, like just spending time with the family into the new year, it's like Exactly. And of course you always have the next day off. Well I'll be good. Well, you know, my the devil is busy. I'll be working New Year's Day, but Yikes. that's neither here nor there. But still, New Year's has got to stay for me. 
Um, so Thanksgiving is going. Thanksgiving for you. was kind. Thanksgiving is always kind of lackluster for me, mm. and it's around a point of the year where I'm just like it's getting cold. Yeah, and it's wet. I'm depressed. Mm. So I'd rather That's why not. it's good when it comes at that time because it's like another like a little pick me up. If we had maybe if like September maybe if like Thanksgiving was in like the the end of September maybe mm. like it's like right like October's about to end and we're having Thanksgiving. It's like right in the middle. Like November's we're staring November in the face. Yeah. It's cold and damp and stuff like that. Same like, with no- Americans but theirs is in November. Ah. I'm not a fan. Like, I like Thanksgiving. I like going to, like, my family's house on Thanksgiving, having Thanksgiving dinner and stuff like that. I still had a, def- a decent Thanksgiving this year, but it's just Thanksgiving doesn't really hit for me like Christmas does. Yeah. Or, like, or like Easter or something like that. So I can, I can live without Thanksgiving. I, I get I, that. I really can. I get that. Uh, but, yeah, man. Is that it? That was it. I'll bring the other two topics in next week's episode. Man, we spent a lot of time talking about these, so hopefully you Make guys... sure you blur out the man's name. Oh, I will. Don't worry. I'll be... I, I'm not working tonight, so I'll be up editing, but thank you guys so much for tuning in to another... Episode. Episode 8. And thank you for all our streams on Spotify. Thank you for the two countries that we're playing... That we're streaming in. We hope by next year we can get it up to, let's get it up to 20 different countries by mid next year. 20. Can we do that, guys? We've been we've been pretty consistent since we started. And you guys have shown nothing but love and support. And so we appreciate it so much. Um, yeah, more updates to come. Follow us on our Instagram, our Facebook uh, for more news and more updates. You already know what it is. I'm Carlos. I'm Crystal. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Big as a speech I put you on the map. You take back promises where did they go?